So we're moving on to old Rudy, who's played by David Eisner, um, who's now a Canadian uh, TV actor. Um, I think he's had some pretty good work. I wrote down that he's an exhausting goof. I don't um, remember this guy at all. He's is he the one who like uses the like accent? Like, yeah, the, movie the, the, in the bell tower. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that whole thing, the bell tower scene. Yeah, that that very very weird. He's Maggie's boyfriend who he's not giving Maggie the time of day and she's visibly upset by this. Um, so there's like some weird rift happening there. Um, I, it's never alluded to. It, it really kind of is when you think about it. It's just a set of scenes where it ends with the guy dying and it begins with him trying to romance Jenny for whatever reason. Yeah. Which like, when you think about it structurally, like it, it yeah, it just, it's just it's one after the other. And, Every every time there's kind of like a setup, and you know I, you've watched it twice, I haven't, but I feel like going back and rewatching, I probably would just be even more exhausted by it. It's just like, it's just all these set setups of you know why Virginia ends up being close to these Virginia ends up being close to these people. It's just kind of like it, it doesn't really even justify. It. It's just kind of like oh well, you know so and so is gone or out of the way, so now it's time to move on to the next person to be romantically interested in. Which, like in retrospect, you know when you know what's going on, it makes more sense. But well, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's definitely there's definitely a pattern happening there with the with the men in this group and playing pinball with you. They're all is, just it, so darn horny. I think I I do I think you know there's something going on there's something in the air that maybe there's something a little more uh, 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 black magic about this <laughs> all just Hogwarts intoxicated thing going by on. Her aura. they yeah. really are and, and and yeah yeah um yeah I wrote that he's an exhausting goof um one of the one of the questions that I they they go into that bell tower. Um, they have that scene, and he basically fakes his death. I guess. Yeah, I, very. Is, I was confused. That there. scene is so ambiguous, and just kind of doesn't make any sense either. I, I I have no clue what is happening. I know that when they're up in the bell tower, he pulls a knife. Yeah, and he's like playing this like he's gonna uh, like cut. movie monster. He's like Quasimodo. Yeah, like he's, he's gonna like, cut the bell off. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he like comes at Jenny, and then it, the scene cuts. Um, and then you see blood. You like see on blood. The floor, um, the nun finds it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and and because they're in the church. But I will say, and this is after well, after the um, uh, soccer game or whatnot. I don't know if it's like after the soccer game, but one of the most confusing elements to the movie is that he goes over to the dirt patch, like the garden, and covers up the scarf. Yeah, he buries the scarf, which is like framed as like, you know, he's like kind of like he's like burying evidence or something. Yeah. Which is like, that's what makes him, you know, the strongest, like latest, greatest red herring because it's like, oh, this guy's like covering up evidence or like, why is he burying the scarf? You know, in this like you know patch of soil, very random, not really ever explained. No, no, I don't think it is. But yeah, with the uh, I, I, that was sort of a part just with the scarf. Why he would have any desire or need to 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 bury a scarf? Yeah, there's it, just never any explanation as to why he would feel led to do that, other than like. Here's someone burying something that could be evidence in, in a movie where we're trying to figure out who the killer is. But, I mean, there's just never... I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, maybe they think it has something... Like, maybe it has, like, blood on it from 
Well, no, because no, no. He, he had <laughs> It wouldn't nothing. make any sense. It, it, he had absolutely zilch to do with any of this stuff in the great in the greater scheme. I don't know if he was in on something. I don't know if that was just like one of those things. Whatever. It, it's, it's... It could have been like a plot line that was like, kind of started but never finished yeah you got to think of it and 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 there's so seems like a plot hole but yeah yeah there's so much there's so many red herring uh niffs going on that i I would not surprise me if they doesn't even justify its existence in that case yeah yeah no so i don't know uh rudy i he's exhausting he's 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 a goof he's maggie's boyfriend i don't think he deserves her he's just clearly not interested I guess he eventually goes back to her, but um, uh, it is what it is. I, I, he doesn't die. No, yeah, you're right. He doesn't, he doesn't. die. He, uh, he doesn't die. It makes it seem like he's set up to, but yeah, he has like his hand is hurt um, from the bell tower incident. Which I, I, which we still don't really I, I, know I, what happened at the bell tower. If if anybody out there knows exactly what happens or, or thinks they know, please, yeah, you know, you can let piece us, this together please, for us, please, by we, all means. We clearly need some help. Maybe we're just idiots and we have no idea <laughs> yeah, what's happening. Pick it up on obvious cues. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's Rudy. Um, do you have any other thoughts? No, I don't care about Rudy. Get out of here, Rudy. Um, Next is Maggie, uh, played by Lenore Zan or Zahn. This one has, she has one of the more interesting post-actress um, careers. She is now a member of uh, uh, the, Liberal, the Liberal Party in, in the Canadian Parliament. So she's a politician oh, wow. now. Yeah, um, so uh, she's, she's, she's uh, moved on to bigger, better things. Um, she uh, is Rudy's girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she's she's visibly upset the entire time at Rudy's just apathy towards yes. her or just this sort of like discontentment that he wears on his face all the time. I don't know. Um she's I, I wrote that she's just kind of upset the whole time at yeah. Rudy. That's yeah, that's much. she doesn't that's her character. She doesn't die. Um never really involved in a situation where she's near any sinister going on goings on i i i do wonder if there was like originally in the in the earlier drafts there was like a top six or a top seven yeah and the producer's yeah. like we need more we need more we need to make it bigger we need a round like, 10 so it's it's one of those things where she she's she's just there and and she she gets a quite a bit of screen time like between um her having her little stint with steve and there's just a lot of like allusions to her being upset with with rudy um about or just them spatting or whatnot and i don't know if that's just there to sort of serve as like a, a weird character building art type thing because eventually they do end up back together um but uh the dance rudy goes over to her because steve gives up he's like she keeps looking at you um so can you go over there and dance with her and they basically do that um so that's that's maggie um she doesn't die we don't have a death to talk about she seems like a nice girl and i think rudy's she missing does. out and i think yeah. rudy probably uh probably uh get your yeah. priority straight rudy get out of here rudy all right any other things to contribute to her no, yeah, I mean, she was, you know, I mean, she was never really given a chance, like you said. I mean, she didn't really have any reason to be memorable just because she didn't do anything and she was never involved in a major scene. She was just kind of there to be the battered girlfriend, which, you know, as if that's something original. As <laughs> if that's something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's just, she's just there to prop up other characters. So. Yeah. Eh. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is what it is with her. Well, so long, Maggie. Um. 
Glad you survived. So now we're on to the last of the uh, the the top ten, yeah, top ten, as it were. At this point, you know, there it was like top six, top five, or something. Um, Amelia, does that does that? Yeah, Amelia played by Lisa uh, Langlois. Um, I put down. She was the one with the short hair. The one with the short hair is Greg's girlfriend. Greg's girlfriend. Um, I wrote. Does it do much? Uh, what did I, what did I say? Oh. She has a very interesting part towards the very end when um, Jenny's dad comes home and uh, he comes home and he goes out to the graveyard. Well, he first stumbles upon the whole um, Dr. Faraday scene where there's like blood all over the the bathroom door and stuff. And so he goes out to the graveyard and she's standing out in the graveyard with the present. She's not dead. She's just standing there, just yeah. looking ahead. Yeah. And the dad goes up to her, and he sees, and she's just standing there. And I, it's another one of those cases where I, <laughs> is she literally just there to prop yeah, up? Like, like what, what? She doesn't die. Is she like under some type of spell? Yeah. Black right. magic, the potion. I mean, I think we got something going on here. There's I don't know. Some undercurrent here. I don't know if it's just like they they really some force. They really said we're, we're we're gonna we're not gonna you know answer all of these questions. We're gonna have certain situations where you know we're just gonna throw something in there. Yeah, and you just gotta just believe happens. it. You gotta buy into it. You gotta just go <laughs> with us. It's just creepy, man. And but yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know what else to say about her. She gets really upset. Um, the weight's almost falling her when she goes up to Greg's bedroom. The killer puts like the, 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 the dumbbell behind the door and it almost falls on her, but she's just upset by Greg's disappearance the entire movie. And she's just randomly kind of a part of the, the whole scheme at the end, but she's, yeah. she seems out of her mind. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, she's alive, but you I don't I, know I, what she's doing or what she's there. I, 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 I don't know. But, um, uh, Yeah. Okay, so that's Amelia. So we've got four more characters to go through here. These are not characters of the top ten, um, but they are they are characters. So uh, next up is uh, Doctor Faraday, played by Glenn Ford, who is probably one of the biggest grabs for this movie as far as an actor. Um, he uh, he's was pretty much a huge star from the Hollywood golden age in like the forties and the fifties. Um, he was in uh, blackboard jungle, 310 to Yuma Gilda. Uh, he, he started alongside Rita Hayworth who, I mean, Rita Hayworth was married to Orson Welles for a time. I mean, I, he, I think at this point he was, he was older and he was just, you know, kind of at a different phase of his career. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I wrote down, uh, Scorsese character, mob boss. <laughs> Cause I know you had mentioned that he's kind of like a, he had yeah. sort of these mafia vibes. He was, he's just kind of there. I read that he was intoxicated for most of the, <laughs> or at least that he was heavily drinking for most of production, which same, I mean, take it, take that for what you will. We'll but, drink to that. That's, yeah. that's cheers. I, you know, I think that, that, that really you know, usually uh, uh, gets the best performances. Um, Truly inspired performance. From this Mr. is Ford. this is a man who has been in some really foundational films when it comes to to just Hollywood, and then he finds he finds himself in Happy Birthday to Me, and he's just slinging them back. Um, and I mean, he's he, the point of his character. He's there to sort of give us sort of a a, a little bit of a taste of uh, Jenny's condition. 
Yeah, um, the fact that she's obviously not completely well and she's requiring treatment. He's there. Trauma she, of her past. Yeah, yeah. She's she's he's her he's Jenny's reference point. He's the one that she runs to literally a lot of times just to be like, "What the hell is going on there in my brain? It's happening. I'm remembering." And he and he he always just sits there at the table when Jenny's freaking out. And he's just like. You're remembering. This is good. <laughs> this is good. I'm glad that you're going back through this trauma. We're uh, breaking ground. Yeah. So I mean, he, he kind of has, you know, he's got a nice fit. He's got the cardigan with the with the with the button down uh, uh, white T-shirt, and I mean, it's a, a very monumental character in this movie, and he's kind of there to sort of give us that that insight into her condition and her past a little bit in like very surface level, vague ways. Um, yeah. His death is pretty good. Um, he, he, do you remember it? Oh, it's in. Is it in the bathroom? I, 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 I remember like why, like where they are and why they're there, but I don't remember how he dies. Really. Yeah, yeah. So basically, he. Uh, this is after Jenny has her her freak out. She suspects that she kills Anne, yeah, and then I guess right. she calls him, and he comes over to the house, and um, essentially uh, he calms her down. And uh, basically, the uh, the other Jenny, quote unquote, ends up getting a fire stoker and just like stabbing uh, him to yeah, death with right. it, and then puts him in the in the cemetery where her dad, where where Jenny's dad will discover him later on. So, he, uh, uh, you do have instances in, in in some slasher films where you'll find a lot of these older actors who will somehow find themselves in these in these these old slasher films and it's always very very interesting to see them at this at their point in the career especially in movies like this but i can definitely see the the allure of this movie because it's not it's not trashy i think there was definitely you know uh, uh they probably said glenn you gotta come you gotta be in this movie it's gonna be you're gonna be like this is this is this is like a great third act of your career yeah. it's, it's you're just coasting baby and, and we're gonna we're gonna take you to even newer heights but uh yeah i mean it, 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 it he he has mob boss vibes he's he's there to just kind of say it's good you're remembering the procedure i, I don't like it's, the way that the relationship is played it's very weirdly intimate and kind of creepy i don't know if that's really purpose really i i didn't get that but well, every it, time that they embrace it like it, you almost feel like they're about to like kiss or something <laughs> it's really weird like i oh, i don't know man. if there's ever going to be a third watch for you but if there is look for that because it's just it's just yeah there's just something about it that's just a little bit like I, I'm sure it's just mostly to signify like the level of trust that she has with him. But right, right. It's a little weird. I feel like a lot of the scenes of her with you know kind of older male figures are just kind of kind of odd the way it's played. But yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, he's definitely it, he's definitely kind of uh, his character is an enigma. He's. He's in the scene where they're uh, towards the end of the film when uh, there's a scarf discovered and then the 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 skeleton or sorry the skull from the the science oh, department yeah, right. and he's just kind of there and he like comes up and he's just like do you mind if I grab that and the guy who's <laughs> there is like yeah doctor so he's very yeah. well known in this yeah, town he's I guess well respected he's <sighs> a, a figure he, he he plays a pretty pretty uh strong but forgettable character i mean he is what he is and i don't think the movie really allows him to be anything other than that but yeah. he has a pretty cool death pretty cool uh 
and his body out in the out in the graveyard in the rainstorm. It's just mush, and he's just all bloody, and it's a pretty good effect. Um, but yet another pretty resourceful kill. Pretty simple, but making the most out of it. But sure. that's Doctor Faraday, um, Glenn Floored. Floored. That I'm a Glenn <laughs> floored by this performance. That's all I gotta ah, say about that. Is. Um, all right, so I guess now we will move on to uh, Estelle Wainwright, played by Sharon Acker. I, I, I did some research on her. She retired in the 90s. She plays Virginia's mom um, the whole entire time. She's pretty much just kind of distressed and angry oh, when we see her. Uh, and uh, so to get let's get this straight so Estelle so Virginia has a dad obviously she has a biological dad and she has I guess a stepfather so um, Estelle is a mistress to Antomerson's father they have uh, and I'm assuming that Ann Thomerson's father, Thomerson, has a wife. Yeah. So who 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 had who he had Anne with, and then he had Virginia with Estelle, and he paid off Estelle. Basically, to just forget it. To, yeah. to basically just forget to it. To salvage his reputation, yeah, his respectability, yeah. Which obviously did not work out because that's kind of Anne's motivation. Yeah, the entire I mean, time. We don't learn this until like the last like couple minutes. Like it just all. Is just thrown at you at the very last second, but I, the, part of the reveal, the twist. You don't see her until later in the movie. Or, uh, you, you, she, she, she's a good actress. I mean, she does. You know, she's got the flask. She drinks and drives, which you should not do. Um, she's just very angry. It reminded me of the scene. I was actually, I did not think this this movie would remind me of uh, um, uh, Joker. <laughs> but uh, you know what I think it's 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 uh, it is kind of like that though. Yeah, ahead, yeah, yeah. No, it's just kind of like even to the scene where he shows up at at uh, the uh, at the Wayne man the Wayne Mansion and stuff. Yeah, it's just like they're outside the gate and she talks to the attendant or the the, like, the gate you guard need to stop being crazy, go home. Yeah, he's yeah. like just because you 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 got your daughter into Crawford Academy doesn't mean that that your you know your class changes at all. Yeah. She it's an interesting dynamic with her because, you know, I think she sort of represents sort of the, the maybe the the less wealthy or more the yeah. and you she's know. kind of just a victim of circumstance in a way. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. you know, she's she's kind of been driven to a point of, you know, distress and just, I guess, depreciate a mental health because of kind of what's going on and just the way that, um, you know, obviously her, her former lover has just basically wanted to completely just ride away everything, which, I mean, you never really know if, if, or I guess if Virginia's dad kind of knows what was going on there. I mean, I guess it could be assumed that you, that he didn't know, but her having a dad doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense because he's never involved. Like there's no scenes where the mom references him or like talks about him. They don't share any scenes together. So it's just, yeah, it's, that's another, that's kind of almost a plot hole because it's like, you know, you watch these flashback scenes and you would be led to think that, you know, when the mom dies that she's an orphan, but that's, yeah, that's yeah. not. She it, had it, Jenny. Yeah, with... it doesn't make it seem like, oh, you know, her now dad is like her adoptive father. It's like, no, this is just her dad and her mom has passed away. 
Um, but yeah, so another thing where there's just kind of weird um, a disconnect, I guess. But Estelle Estelle dies a Wainwright, who Virginia's last name is Wainwright. How Wainwright is her dad's name, so you're led to believe that while Estelle is freaking out about all this stuff and when she dies she's married to Hal and Hal's just and and, and that's a thing so the, he's when just not around. he's just well he's not around because he's he's busy with his job because there's that phone call remember where he calls Virginia on you know the day of her birthday and he tells her that he's not going to be able to make oh, it in yeah that's right and and and, yeah. and her, her mom's just like oh he's always making excuses it's so there's his fault yeah so there's definitely a rift there too but she's still so angry uh, there, there, there is definitely something here. I think, in, in, uh, yeah. I mean, I think, like you said, I mean, there's definitely some, some regression here when it comes to just overall her well-being, and it's just really drove, driven her insane. But I, I, I wish we would have seen more. Like, it's just very hard to believe given the circumstance because maybe if she was single and raising Virginia, I feel like the whole father, like, throwing the, the dad at it, it sort of doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, that she has odd. a husband. Yeah. And, and it just doesn't make sense because, I, I don't know. But apparently, you know, she's just very distressed and angry and she has a rough death. But she does sacrifice herself so that Virginia can live. And she, you know... She rolls down the window so that Virginia can, you know, swim up and all that. Yeah, where so, they just plunge into the to the river. Plunge into the river. One of the um, stunts, one of the car stunts. Jeez. Alongside the total car jumping the drawbridge, which... I wonder if that's where they broke the ankles. I would say so, yeah. All these car stunts and just... Yeah, crazy. It's 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 just one of those cases where it, it, the what is happening is not really making sense in the grand scope of things, and and that's where it's sort of like the scope is big, but I don't think they're they're necessarily correctly satisfying in little areas of it. But but yeah, I mean, good performance. Um, don't see her a lot. I don't. I I like that dynamic there when we when we get to the killer we can talk about that but um i think she does well with what she has i say i like the dynamic to an extent but um but yeah so that's estelle rip rip um and then speaking of estelle wainwright we've got hal wainwright played by uh lawrence uh dune or no sorry lawrence dane um i i busy dad not much else yeah yeah i mean we kind of said what what can be said um I mean, sympathetic, like he, he cares. I mean, he's not, when it shows him, he's not really from the perspective of, oh, you know, you know, you and all your troubles and trauma. Like he, he, I mean, he seems to be fairly considerate, you know, after the fact and, you know, and I mean, all his scenes are present. So like, like I said, he doesn't have any scenes with Estelle or anything. So, I mean, I feel like he, you know, is not supposed to be seen as like, you know, this just like horrible you know, non-sympathetic dad. It's just, like you said, there's just not a lot of depth to his character. Um, obviously he's involved in the, in kind of the grand finale set piece, but yeah. Yeah. He, he had uh, his absence at the birthday party is kind of like, I guess played off as like kind of why everything went wrong, but do I you, mean, do you I think that his absence at her birthday party is what fueled Estelle just did it do you think that reminded her of absence 
Yes. As a whole from from the men in I Virginia's so. life. Yeah, and then I that sort so, of fueled yeah. Okay, okay. I think so. I think, I, can't, was, I think that was kind of an inciting incident for her to kind of be like, oh, you know, we're going to go to the Tomerson's house or whatever. I think that's kind of what drove her up the edge a little bit. Um, which, I mean, you know, the reason, there's also the reason why nobody was at the birthday party. Because um, they were at Ann Tomerson's party. They were party. at Ann's party. So, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. I mean, and they did I think it's a mixture of both a little bit, but. And, 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 and they, it, yeah, I, in that way, I think it, it's nice. I, I think w- w- when you're introduced to Estelle, and I know we're going off of Hal, but when you're introduced to Estelle, you kind of think that, like, she's already kind of unhinged a yeah, little bit. So, yeah, she's definitely played off that way, I would say. But, yeah, okay, sure, we'll, we'll give you that, Hal. Um, but, yeah, busy dad cares, like you said. He gets his throat slashed in the very end with the, with the big reveal. Yep. Um, in, 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 Basically, uh, uh, Anne, as Virginia with the latex mask, asks him, do you want a big piece or a small piece? And he dies. He dies thinking that it was his daughter. Yep. Um, All right. One of his daughters. One of his daughters. All right. So last of uh, Bad Sex on the Beach. Um, Mrs. Patterson, played by uh, Frances Highland. Um, I, I have here, she has a bulldog named Winston. Um, she's the, she's the staple headmistress, you know, yeah, she, when she's been introduced, you don't really, I don't, I didn't know who, that she was a headmistress. Then it shows her in the office and I was yeah. like, Oh yeah, that's who that is. How about that haircut? Yeah. <laughs> something. She's just, yeah, she's a disciplinarian. She is a disciplinarian. Unfairly so. She punishes, she starts punishing, um, uh, Jenny and the other top 10 members because they because of uh, Bernadette's disappearance, yeah. and, and you're yeah, just and, and Greg, activities. they're like, you know something about it, detention, and it's just like, no. What are you talking about? Yeah, she's just kind of that that yeah that headmistress that's just you know, uh, she she has a few. I I like her character. She kind of has she she contributes to the atmosphere in a, in a, in, a, in a in a good way. I mean, it's she. Uh, I I don't necessarily agree with her discipline but i will say there is a good moment when it and there, there there are these moments when and and i i know you alluded to this earlier in that it sort of has this slight interest with flirting with this sort of uh uh sort of commentary on like wealth and class and stuff like that yeah. and it doesn't necessarily lean into it as much as it should i think but she has that moment in in the office when she calls Jenny before she tells her detention. She basically scares her because she's like, you know, you you top ten members, you know, the elite of the elite think that you can you know you can do whatever you want because yeah. you have everything and whatnot. So I thought that was interesting, and it makes me think like throughout the movie, like what are we really supposed to feel for these characters? Are we not supposed to? Yeah, are, are we, we supposed to be sad about yeah. what's happening, or like are we supposed to be sympathetic for them? Yeah. Yeah, but I thought that was a cool moment. She's kind of always there to sort of humble the the top 10 as it were she yeah. did it with bernadette in the very beginning and she's just kind of there to remind them that they are very privileged and very you know wealthy and stuff like that so yeah. i thought that it, it's cool in that regard i think um but uh but yeah she's 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 pretty cool not do you have any other hmm? no no yeah she's she's a very tertiary character but she's involved She's, She's there, there are there. people in she this movie. Kind of just holds up the concept of the school more than anything, I guess, and just like kind of what the type of place that it is. Definitely, I think I think the Crawford Academy would would be in in the dumper if it wasn't for her. They they would go oh, all yeah, to hell. She's riding the ship. 
Uh, but, uh, but yeah. All right. Well, that was, uh, that was a pretty bad sex on the beach. I, I, I've got to say, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, 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 my thirst is quenched, but I still want more. So I think I'll have a Bloody Mary. So welcome to the Bloody Mary uh, uh, segment of the podcast where we talk about the final girl um, and if there's final guys and if that's the case, of course. Um, so Virginia Jenny Wainwright um, played by Melissa Sue Anderson. Um, one fun fact about Melissa Sue. Do you know anything about her? I don't know anything about her. I looked her up like briefly on IMDb, um, afterwards, but nothing really stuck out. Oh, come on. Have you ever heard of a little thing called little house on the prairie? See, I didn't see that. And then I was like reading, I was reading, um, the trivia and it said that she took a break from little house on the prairie. So yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that's the connection. I, the, her main like claim to fame. She played, um, I believe, the oldest sister. She played Mary in Little House on the Prairie. Okay. Yeah, Mary kinda, on the Prairie. Yeah, she kind of has those vibes. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. So she's had lots of TV and voice work since then. So okay. she's still one. Of, she's out of the out of this cast. She she's active? one of the more active. Okay. Uh, cast members, a lot of voice acting. Okay. She wrote a bio, autobiography in 2009 called. Oh, uh, good for her. I should have wrote it down. Um, as I see it, I think, or something like okay. that. But, uh, um, I mean, so just going into, you know, the actress, I, I, I mean, I think when you're, when you're talking final girls, I mean, very, very competent. I, I think she, she has a good way of selling her internal struggle. Yeah. She wears I, it yeah. on her face. It's, she has a look about her that's, I mean, I think she, I, I definitely, I mean, with just those moments when she's like in despair and screaming and stuff like that, yeah. I think there's like real anguish that she carries throughout the whole entire time. Whether, yeah, I mean, I think I could pretty confidently say she's the best performance. Yeah. And I mean, obviously yeah. she is, I mean, there's not really, the thing is there's not really a second character who is like, you know, incredibly just like, okay, we've got her. And then we have this other character who's like, just, you know, by far the second most like involved really after her it kind of just there's just so many other like secondary characters but there's not really even i don't know i i I just feel like it's all about her and her life which like obviously it it makes sense that she would be you know obviously front and center but i just don't really even feel like there's anyone who's like a supporting character almost i mean there are supporting characters but they're all kind of the same level like they're all kind of ensemble level um but yeah i mean i think i think that it was um a good performance by her. I mean, I think that the casting was well done. Like you said, I mean, she really does sell that kind of inner turmoil and kind of what's going on. Um, and, you know, you can kind of see, um, you know, sort of like it does a good job of thinking, you know, maybe there's something kind of, you know, sinister going on and maybe, you know, there is another side to her. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that she turned in a pretty good performance personally. But Yeah, no, I would definitely agree. Um, I would say that, I think when it comes to her performance, I, I definitely agree with you in that she definitely carries sort of the 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 emotional falsetto of the sure. the, the yeah. entire the entire movie. I mean, it's it's definitely all about her. She's definitely you know the one who's the most. I mean, it, it does revolve around her. I yeah. mean, it's her experience, and I think that ultimately 
you're you're the movie does a really good job it's sort of confusing you i will say it does do that and yeah. it does a good job of misdirection all over the place yeah yeah and keeping you sort of inside her head and her point of view and everything's kind of muddied and stuff like that um yeah yeah i mean i i think she definitely sells all of that i i i i know we talked about you know maybe her being uh her having some influence on sydney prescott character with the mother and yeah all that yeah, type of that, stuff yeah that definitely um, was a small parallel yeah. she this is the thing with with the issue so i like i don't know how you feel about the whole uh, 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 condition thing, the whole surgery thing, all that. So it's yeah, alluded to in the very yeah, beginning. Kind of a side story. It's kind. It's it's a massive. Is it a red herring? I I I don't guess it's a red herring, but this is the the most frustrating part about it, and we'll talk about this when we get to the to the to the uh, the the um, the killer section. Is this is just a really bold and sort of elaborate sort of uh, 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 character, uh, 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 I don't know, information, to, for lack of better words. That to, to, to have this there and like make and introduce this like almost sci-fi sort of uh, element um, to her character where she's like a guinea pig in a lab and things like that. And then to not really have it explore it much, not really have explore it. And yeah, we'll, we'll have to, when we, when we talk about the, the killer, just sort of what it means to the overall arc of the, the narrative. I think it's really, really interesting. I think that ultimately, uh, you know, it's the sequences where she's like triggered and flashback to the, the surgery and she's remembering and stuff like that. It's a really cool thing to introduce. And I think it sort of lends a hand to that really cerebral sort of mindset that they were, they were trying to, they were trying to get really smart with it and they were, they were trying to, to, uh, take it to a new, a new level almost. And just have this element where it definitely does have, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think it, it, it allows her, her to sort of like black out in moments it gives her a reason to sort of yeah. be confused or and think like, that maybe she's actually you know it, it cast doubt one i mean like you said in a red herring perspective like makes you think you know maybe she is blacking out and doing you yeah know, all these terrible things and then it even gives herself a reason to think maybe you know maybe maybe i'm doing this like maybe i'm you know defective because of this um so it, it allows doubt to be cast as a viewer and it allows her to you know reasonably kind of be confused herself and you know kind of not even trust what's going on inside of her um, so it works yeah i mean it works as far as like um i mean a reason or in kind of like a an extra layer it's just it's not really explained as far as like what exactly happened or like it's kind of they leave it a little bit vague as far as like, oh, you know, she was operated on and like had her memory wiped or whatever. But yeah, I get what I got from it was that she died and that they're regrowing her brain. 
yeah, her brain like, I never even really thought that she died. So like, obviously, it's not very spelled out. Yeah, it, 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 it's 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 probably the most interesting thing about the movie. Yeah. Um, it's definitely one of those things where without it, it's definitely not as interesting. It definitely presents this lofty expectation because you think in the payoff is going to be something related to that, which it's not. Yeah, they kind of abandoned um, that part of it. It's more so just, yeah, kind of something to detract you and think, oh, maybe, you know, it has something to do with the fact that she's been worked on or, you know, maybe her brain is is kind of messed up or her memory is messed up. So, you know, she's blacking out and then, you know, she's being controlled or she's out of control but yeah, like you said, it, it all kind of ends up just being um, a distraction, um, just kind of a red herring, essentially. Yeah. It, not in the form of a character, but just in the form of a a reason why, you know, maybe it is her all along. Um, and it kind of seemed like that's the way direction it was going. And I mean, it was fairly believable when it seemed it was going that way. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, once again, you know, they're just throwing us in all these directions and then diverting at the, at the last second, so... Well, it, it, yeah, and I think that's one of the things that I, I have the most the most reservations with when it comes to how I feel about this movie is because it does have some really interesting moments since it introduces some really interesting dynamics, and, and I think it is cool and fascinating to sort of have this perspective that's very disoriented and, and stuff like that, but I almost wonder if you removed that aspect of it if, if it would be the exact same or is this really just red herring the movie yeah. where you have to meet it on those terms where it's like we're it's obvious here kind of like a melodrama in that we're obvious of the the dramatics um we're obvious that there's a lot being thrown at you and maybe this is just all kind of an attraction and things like that i don't think that's what was intended i think that ultimately i think that it, 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 they kind of got a little too cute in different aspects but um, I mean, I think that, I think that Virginia as a, as a, as an actress, I mean, she, I think she kills it. I think there, she sells it. There, there are definitely some, some moments that you're like, you know, the, she's definitely top final girl material. And, um, I, I was really impressed, um, especially not having seen her. I, I don't think she did any more slasher work or horror work, which is upset. Yeah, it's sad, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very interesting element to our character to have sort of this there. I don't think there's any other, uh, character like this, at least from a slasher movie that I have seen, um, that sort of had this, 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 uh, narrative behind her. I don't know, but it definitely set itself up as an interesting, uh, uh, character device. And I, I'm just not so sure that they executed yeah. and landed and yeah. made, stuck the landing with it and i i don't know i love the sequences like i said where she's where she's where it kind of like when she goes into those states of of being called back like she'll she'll like the camera will go dutch and almost yeah. twist and it's kind of uh-huh. like this abstract and there'll be like this red light and stuff and i thought those sequences were really well done and there was that the the the, the brain surgery sequence or uh, that the effects on that were yeah. i know both of us were like looking away on that and, yeah. and but i mean those were those were cool and i think that i mean when it comes to the uh, I don't I don't know the emotional coherency of the movie I think without her I mean if she was half you know the actor that she is I mean I, yeah she was definitely the heart of it and so definitely yeah I mean like you said a highlight and 
I mean, part of the reason why what works or a big reason why the parts of the movie that work, it, it, why they work, it's because of her, because of her performance and just kind of selling, um, you know, kind of like we said, that the, the inner turmoil and just um, the distress. Um, yeah, I thought that she was really good. And like you said, I mean, I think that she could have gone on to do other, you know, horror roles and it, it's too bad she didn't. But It is too bad. But... <sighs> well... Yeah, I mean, she's she's good. I'm sad I we didn't see her in any in anything else. Um, she loves Gary Cooper in High Noon. She does she does say that, but she also likes the creeps. Uh, we uh, <laughs> we 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 talked yeah. about that. She pinballs the whole movie, you know, she from really guy does. to guy, which is interesting. I I, I I never really understood that, but there is just sort of this. If we're to assume it's always her, which I mean, I I, I, I don't think I think we we are to believe that most of the time it is actually her watching it today i was, I was aware of this about i was aware of this i was like where is Anne in yeah, the room because Anne dresses up as her so yeah. it's, then at She's, that point it's like you know maybe some of these scenes that we see with virginia it's maybe it's actually Anne, but i don't think they were trying to necessarily tell us that every every scene where virginia is with the group of people Anne is pretty much oh, in. yeah so it's pretty much all her and, and i thought the there, same thing it's like yeah. Um, so, but it's just odd. It's, it's weird. It's, it, it, it is this like red herring the game type thing, but it is what it is. But yeah, I, I, I highlighted the movie, like you said, um, I think her, her backstory is interesting. Um, and we'll get into, uh, uh, sort of where that plays in the, in the landing next. Um, you feeling, you feeling, uh, you feeling up for, uh, for moving on to the old, the old killer. Yeah. The, the big twist. All right, the big twist. Here we go. All right, we're going to move on to the next section that we are calling Madman's Mimosa, where we talk about the killer. The wind held is mine, and a man turns to murder. Black gusts in the night, damp with their blood. All right, so we are here. Uh, we're here to the to to the big party. You know, we got we got a few little sips in us, um, and uh, we're here to talk about the killer and uh, one of the top ten members that we have excluded from this list. Um, uh, Ann Tomerson or Tomerson, I think it's Tomerson, um, played by Tracy Bregman or Bregman. I, I I thought it was Bergman. I read it as Bergman, but it's Bregman with. It, it, I don't know, we'll but uh, yeah, she uh, she had a pretty big soap opera soap opera career, um, Young okay. and the Restless. All right, Those, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's kind of where uh, she she drifted she went, yeah. after this. But uh, um, as far as performance goes, I mean, I I think you, I, I don't. She does kind of play that that second that second in command. I feel yeah, like next the, to Jenny, the, the best friend. Watching it a second time, you'll see how the movie focuses on her and like specific yeah, situations. Her a lot. Um, and you're like, oh, okay, now that kind of makes sense as to why you know she's you know, uh, especially in the dance scene in the end um, when she is leaving to go home with Steve, well, she kebabs him or John, yeah. you know, depending on the, right. the version. <laughs> um, she Anne stops her and she's like, hey, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going home you know, with Steve and she's like alone and she's like, yeah. And then she like follows behind them and you, you don't know at that point in the movie, but, um, you know, 
I think they use her after the fact. I think it's fun to go back and like see, you know, those moments where she's kind of alluded to and she's kind of teased her character, but not necessarily, you know, in any way that's going to give it away. It's just, they do give her moments like they do Alfred at certain points. But yeah, I mean, good performance. I mean, I, I think that, you know, she, uh, she definitely has an interesting, um, force about her um as uh as a memorable character she is kind of yeah like i feel like she's kind of like the leader of the group though um in that she's very strong and uh yeah i think that that's just kind of that's kind of how i see her even though you know she's not final girl she definitely has a big part but yeah yeah i mean she is she is uh 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 you know uh drum roll uh uh Virginia's half sister, <laughs> and really pissed off about. Yeah, it. <laughs> very angry to be Virginia's half sister, hell bent on ruining Virginia's life or ending it, one or the other. Yeah, and 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 I will. I'm going to be honest with very you, Parker. Fashion. I don't know how you feel feel about this motive. I don't know how you feel about this twist. I don't know how you feel about the move. The, where this movie lands, well, I hate it. You hate it. I hate okay. it. Yeah, I I I I. When you, this is why I is when you set up something as as monumental as as Jenny's backstory, and really make it have no bearing on the final yeah. product. I mean, even when you think about the way in which um, uh, Anne was was. So what I was thinking is my, my, my thought was, okay, so this whole backstory behind, uh, Virginia is a red herring. Okay. I can sort of get on board with that to where she blacks out. Okay. Um, and that's just sort of, you kind of have to meet the, meet the movie on its terms with that. And so she'll black out. And what I was thinking is that Anne was triggering these blackouts in those instances, but Anne basically would just use chloroform on on uh, on Jenny every time, and that's she'll forget. True. Yeah, that's a good point. So it doesn't have any sort of weight. It, Bearing, like, it's it's literally just like I said, just a distraction and yeah. something to defect you. Which like, it's just such a it's such a big thing, and it's like not only like you know, okay, she has some PTSD or she has some major trauma that she's working through, or you know, she faints or whatever. It's like no, like she literally is like this guinea pig who like has been worked on. And you know, had her brain altered. She has a new brain. Yeah. She grew a brain, and yeah. yet, it, she... and yet, and yet, it, this whole thing doesn't really have any real bearing on why the events transpire the way they do. It's literally just to wave it kind of in front of our faces and say, "Oh, you know, this is, you know, this could start to explain what's going on." And it's like, "Oh, nope, actually, yeah." That, and that's and that's a good point. I mean, because when you, I mean, I mean, ultimately, it's just like. No, she actually wasn't passing out. She was just being gaslit. She was being time. gaslit. Yeah, it's just a, a grand, just master course in gaslighting by, um, by Anne. Yeah, her half sister. Which, um, I mean, is that the main reason you don't enjoy it? Yeah, I, I, I think that the 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 subplot or whatever you want to call it the the whole guinea pig she literally had her brain reconstructed she's having these blackout visions or not visions but these callbacks things like that it's sort of this she's she is an experiment that is coming into you know this understanding 
And even if she had none of that, it would have no bearing on what happens at the end. No, so basically, it wouldn't, and you could distract in different ways. I mean, yeah, there's nothing. The Anne's motive to 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 ruin her life and kill her has nothing, no bearing. None of them. They don't even touch, like as I mean, concepts. You, yeah, you could really just. I mean, and I mean, maybe it would be a little bit unrealistic, but you could just be like, oh, you know. Virginia has blackouts. Like, yeah, she has blackouts. A, a mental condition yeah. that she has, or, or I guess physical, which is realistic. I mean, that can happen. But yeah, instead, it just builds this whole, you know, mythology about it. And just, you know, she's this, you know, she's had these procedures done that nobody else has had. And, you know, it can have these side effects. But yeah, like you said, they kind of just. Gotcha. The galaxy, gotcha. Yeah, the galaxy, and that's yeah. that, that's why I don't like it is because I think when you when you you when you present something that interesting to that level of like the sci-fi, this this, and then you and then the motive is just that you're pissed off because her mom slept with your dad yeah, which and like, like ruined your family. Apparently, yeah, and like, I don't know. I I, I don't I, know I, if that's like a new like I don't know if when they did that they were one of the first people to do that motive, but like that is definitely that's definitely like a kind of storyline that's used elsewhere but i'm trying to think of where it is because there's a movie where it's kind of the same thing it's like oh know. you're you ruined my family type of thing but it's just such a letdown when you're thinking about where the story's going and you're like oh this is why yeah and and it's just it's like, like oh she has this photo with this mask that she somehow procured that looks exactly like the main character yeah yeah it's uh, it, yeah. let me tell you that latex that latex mask that is i wonder if alfred helped her design that i don't know that's a masterwork <laughs> it's yeah which they should have done that. They should have done that. They should have had some reason for Alfred to have just unknowingly made a mask. Yeah, that would yeah. Have, that would have been kind of cool. There's some things they definitely could have done. I mean, it's just everything gets and, kind and of replace some of the fluff that was there because some of some of the scenes are just completely unnecessary. Oh yeah, like we said, no need for him to bury the the the, like, the scarf. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like talking through all of this. Like, I mean. In a way, it's a little bit exhausting just because you're thinking about the movie and you're just like, you know, a lot of this is just kind of like you. It's just kind of bloat, and like, like you said, it does keep you, I guess, hooked for most of it. But when you get to the end, it's just kind of like you know, I mean, maybe a lot of these scenes and a lot of the stuff going on here, like, didn't really advance anything. So why was it here in the first place? Yeah, and um, and 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 this is the order when you think about the order of events here. So you think it all started when Estelle, you know, had had Virginia with uh-huh. Ann Tomerson's dad. Yes. Fourteen years later, I, the, she, she's having a birthday party. Virginia is. She tells her mom that she's friends with the six of the 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 elites. And that she invites them, that she's friends with them, and that she's invited them over to our party. And her mom's like, "Well, why aren't they here?" And she's like, "Well, they actually don't know me." And and basically, that's another weird thing is because if they don't know her, why are why are they friends with her yeah, now? Yeah. And and it's it's it doesn't make sense. But basically, you know, there's this whole thing around the birthday party. I mean, it's in the name. And then Estelle, you know, there's, it's, it's kind of like that happens. And then it makes Estelle, you know, drive to Ann Tomerson's house. And then I guess on the way back, they crash. Um, and then, and then there, and then, and then that causes the, the accident, which causes the brain 
uh, experiment type thing. And it's all just kind of like a sequence of events that in the end doesn't really have any bearing on the one. It, it just nothing meshes together. It's just yeah, kind of like a separate events. Yeah. So it just, I think it gets convoluted. And I just think that the, the whole, I think that the, the, I think that it's heights are, are, are definitely, uh, uh, lowered by the whole motive and things like that if you're gonna if you're gonna introduce that type of cerebral uh, yeah yeah elements i don't know and like i keep just thinking you know what kind of came before it because like i said i'm not super familiar with it so i do wonder you know kind of like you know maybe they have more of an excuse because there wasn't quite as much of a slasher framework but like you just i just keep thinking back to like you know and something like scream where you know it kind of is set up like you know um like you were saying like her mother was you know brutally murdered um and that's kind of like you know this ptsd thing but it's not crazy over the top she's just yeah. upset yeah she just is going through trauma and like with something like that like it just it's so much more simplified but like looking at something like that it just it ends up working so much better because it makes it more about the characters and just like able to explore that rather than just being like all this just crazy shit like just all building up and like you said kind of connecting but not really and like just all it's just it's just so wacky and that that kind of like it just it loses a little bit of its credibility just as like it just it's it's like there's no way like this is taking itself seriously yeah but yet it still tries to play it off as like obviously it's taking this so seriously like it's not it's not really like a campy movie no it's not it's not campy and i and i think that like yeah i mean you definitely do have to kind of cut it some slack for you know it's a very cool concept like if you're really wanting to say hey you know this movie is red herring the movie and you're just going to be absolutely if you can sort of take you on a ride yeah yeah you you enjoy the ride where which it was enjoyable like it was fun yeah it is and and that's the thing is like ultimately there are a lot of cool merits a lot of cool things about this movie that i enjoyed atmosphere wise performance wise it's an interesting movie it's a it's a lot more interesting than some other slashes out there yeah Um, i would imagine it's just that given what it was trying to do i think that's the thing that's why i'm a little hard on it is because it's it definitely has the wits about it it has the potential and I think it just absolutely crumbles and, and, and just sort of topples over itself in this sort of very underwhelming hokey ending that you're just like, Oh really? That's, that's yeah, that's how it ends. But you know, it, it was, I mean, it was in the, the, the genre was in its formative stages at this point, And I think it's definitely still one that I would recommend to people. Um, but yeah, I mean the killer, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I, 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 I sort of laid out, you know, and order of events and killing Bernadette and all that thing and tracking it and everything. Yeah. And I mean, it does track. Um, I don't, the, I was confused on like the, the scenes when I, before Alfred gets killed. Cause I'm like, Jenny left, but it's Anne in the cemetery. So did Jenny, uh, you know, uh, kidnap Anne or sorry, did Anne, Anne, you know, get, but then it was revealed that, you know, she did the chloroform yeah. stuff every time. So, and I, I thought she was like triggering. They should have like used those blackouts a little, it just, they needed to make, they needed to connect what was happening with Virginia in her, then the, the reformation of her brain they needed to. They needed to have Anne capitalizing on that, yeah. using it. Yeah, against, just, just triggering episodes from yeah, that. Yeah, rather than just straight up. Oh, I'm just gonna make. I'm just gonna you know knock you out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, then you, there's. I don't even know if we've really even like necessarily talked about it, but like 
you know, there's a reveal where she pulls off the mask and she explains her motive. And then I guess she like tries to kill her. Then like Virginia is able to, you know, stab her and kill her. Yeah. And then the cops show up and then she's like, you know, I mean, I might not have killed you, but now I basically framed you for all this. Ha ha. Which like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it, it. I mean, I, it's, it's kind of interesting that they end it that way rather than just, you know, her, you know, ending the nightmare and able to kind of, you know, try to try to build her life back together again. Rather, it's like, no, she's, she's probably going to get framed for all these murders and her life is going to be ruined. So, um, yeah, I mean, they could have gone safer with the ending. So I guess respecting them for that, but. And, and, and that was something I was going to save here was that ending. I think that they, 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 they do not ultimately stick the landing, but I think that that ending is kind of very off-putting because she, she, I mean, it's disturbing. It's disturbing because literally, I mean, she, and, and I don't think her intention was to ever frame her because she, she gets ready to stab Virginia and then, and she stabs her and then the cops. It's kind of serendipitous for her. It's a bleak fate. Um, yeah, it's it's dark. Um, but and I and I do think that that's that is a cool element. It does it does end, and then with the the music and like the happy birthday to me, I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, just sort of the reveal is is lackluster in my eyes because it's of the, just, it's also fast. It's very fast, and, and you're kind of like wait. We didn't even know that was Anne like no, when we were watching it. No, so that, it's like that's the thing. That's the main thing with me that kind of hurt my experience a little bit. It's like even like just kind of like brushing up today on it. I was just like, wait, so so who exactly was the killer? Like, because like, I remembered like, okay, yeah, half sister, all that. But I was like, was she just like a character that was just in the in like behind the scenes the whole time? Because like, like I was saying, like so many of these characters are just not really fleshed out all that significantly. That it's just like it's like oh, it's another brunette, yeah, girl. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I if they were somehow just able to maybe make her just a little bit more memorable, um, I feel like it would have been a little bit more effective. Um, and that could be on me for just not, you know, paying super close attention. But I mean, it's just, there's, I mean, there's a lot going on and kind of like I said, it, each of the people who are, are killed, um, are kind of showcased. Um, and there's, there's, you know, most of the movie is broken up into these individual showcases of these characters and she wasn't one of them. So, I mean, yeah, it just, I don't know. I, I didn't know who she was. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I, and I think that that, you know, I mean, for better, I mean, or deserve it or not, I mean, that kind of hurt the experience for me um, as far as just like the reveal being like a wow moment. Yeah, when you're not getting the reveal. And I mean, maybe because I didn't, I didn't really get it either. So. Oh, yeah, but it was just like kind of like. She looked different with like makeup or yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It, it, I honestly was like, oh, is this just like a random person? I don't know. But it definitely helps the second time around. But yeah, yeah they, they, and, and you, you know, you mentioned that. That that's sort of the risk you take when you're you're sort of half ass baking these characters yeah, in the story. Yeah. So and you build this yeah this big ensemble cast of you know victims and but you want to try to make them their own people and you know kind of give everything a reason and yeah I mean it's it's kind of like we said you know at the very beginning I mean it's very ambitious and it sets out to do a lot of things. It's just that it doesn't really do it it, it starts to do a lot of them right but it doesn't really finish doing no, any of it well. No. I think it ends confusing and just the half sister mistress angle has nothing to do with no, Jenny's like, condition. Regardless so. of if it was fresh at the time, it, it, it's certainly not fresh now. So like, I mean, it, it didn't, it didn't appreciate in any way whatsoever. It, 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 she has, you know, we can talk about for a quick second, the costume, you know, she had the white chucks. 
the black pants, the black sweater, and the uh, the black gloves. <laughs> yeah. Which which is funny because I'm thinking if you're if you're kinda, already kind of slashery. Yeah. yeah, it's slashery. It's very prom like prom nighty. I mean, in in that you know she I don't think she was wearing a mask, which was well she actually was wearing a mask because I was thinking well why is she dressed like this if she looks like Virginia? <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah. I guess I obviously it's the movie having to do that to throw us off, but yeah. and and. Yeah, I mean it's it's just the Friday the Thirteenth thing of never never showing the killer rather than trying to like establish this like menacing like image or like persona. It's just oh we just won't show him and like you know she'll never you know she'll never leave any witnesses so it doesn't matter that it's obvious who it is. Um, yeah, but it's still like like it just not to go back, but I mean like you're talking about. Um, the guy who's bench pressing Greg. 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 How can you forget about uh, Greg? You know, I just all kind of Richard Vabir. Their names. Greg. Um, yeah, he's just like, oh, it's you. Like just like <laughs> yeah. it's a bro, and it's like he's just like, oh, it's you. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, add a twenty-five to the rack, bro. <laughs> that that just we're falling thing. apart. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing is just okay. So yeah, I don't know. It, it it it's 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 trying to juggle so many things at once, and it's I mean it's not surprising that they drop a few of those balls, but they absolutely double down on. And one of my favorite aspects of any slasher movie, you know, on top of atmosphere, I love the whodunits. I love that. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. you know I'm a big Agatha Christie fan. Yeah. I love murder mysteries, things like that. I do love that element. I do love being misdirected. I do love all of that. So I really do have a fun time with it. It's just it always sucks when the when the reveal is like oh, it. Yeah. and I mean I know it doesn't always like a lot of times the journey is gonna be it's never gonna be as fun as the destination. Sure. Um, but I just think in this there's just prime example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Prime. So, but yeah, I mean I think that. Anne definitely has this menacing way about her, especially in the end. And I think that that works out. And I just, it's just, it's just kind of crazy to think about. And I think that fate that, that Virginia has, and I think that Anne sort of wins in the end in a way. Um, but I mean, do it's you like, think she gets arrested? I mean, do you, yeah. I mean, she, he sees her stab yeah, her. I think, I think so. so. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I just, I don't know how she gets out of it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, which it was the original ending, but it's kind of like get out. Yeah. The original yeah. ending, you know, the, yeah. the police actually did come. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, I mean, not really two movies I, I want to make any effort to compare. Yeah, to, to compare, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, um, yeah, it's, you know, imagine if that movie would have ended that way. It would have been just horrible. So, yeah, I mean, yeah it's like you said, it's it's a very bleak fate. Um, certainly well and what we can do uh you know now with that and we can lead into uh the uh the next portion of 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 the uh the pod into what we call psych sazerac where we sort of interpret the themes okay. and uh, uh i guess the interpretations yeah. if we have any so let's move on you read your little mind reading you're sure you want to know what this guy's thinking Okay. All right. So, themes and interpretations. Psych Sazerac. You know, we've had we've had a few. You know, we're at that point where we can interpret. You know, really suck the <laughs> life out of this thing. You know, um, 
do you have any sort of uh, uh, what do you, what does it mean, Parker? What what do you feel? What do you, what are you interpreting from this? It's always slasher. It's always about sex. It's always about <laughs> sex being bad. Yeah, and ruining everything. No, I mean I don't know if they're trying to go for any real theme with the infidelity angle. I mean I I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. I mean, you know, it is kind of interesting watching an early slasher like this, like. It's like, in a way, like, you know, young lust and attraction is kind of what what's leading these guys to their deaths, which, like, I don't think it tries to necessarily say that, you know, as heavy-handed as, you know, Friday the 13th and those say. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a little bit there. Um, you know, I didn't pick up really on the, like, kind of elitist, like, you know, um, you know, commentary maybe on, you know, privilege and um, affluence, like you said. Um, but after saying that, I, I could see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want to discredit them. I don't, I don't want to assume that they're not trying to say anything, but I mean, I didn't get any like super heavy, like, you know, this message. It's kind of just like, you know, like you said, like, let's jump on this train. Like, let's make a movie about, you know, let's make the slasher movie. And, you know, this is hot right now. Um, so I'm not saying that they had bad intentions only, but yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really get anything super strong. I mean, really, if I were to have to scrape anything out, like I said, just on my own intuition, it would just be, you know, just the, the, the typical, you know, the, you know, you fornication and the consequences, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think outside of this just being a movie, you know, I, I one of the things that I read about is that when they were, you know, coming up with the, the conceit of this movie, they wanted to make it, you know, a movie where you care a little bit more about the characters, and you yeah. know, you you definitely you definitely have sort of that. Whether they execute on that, I think they create some characters that are memorable. Uh, yeah. Others not so much. I don't know if I'd want to hang out with these people. Um, so yeah, I don't know if they succeeded so sure. on making them likable. But yeah, I, I I think that there are a lot of things not a lot there are few there are moments where they're they do go out of their way to sort of remind these characters that they are of a different class they are like you said of uh, of affluence and they are privilege. a privilege and elite and the whole entire thing is just in this bundle of like like class and sophistication and and prestige it's like a prestige slasher almost i guess yeah. it is um in, in all different ways and and which i which they have to point it out for you to pick up on it at all yeah they do but yeah. they do choose to point it out they, fairly they often like you said so. yeah and i mean you, you know they do make it a point to have a top 10 concept you know they do make it a point for you know mrs patterson to basically condemn bernadette and virginia you know for for you know their ways and, and, and sort of making them, I'm humbling them and things like that. And I mean, in the end, I mean, there is no, I mean, when you think about the, this notion of a final girl, typically you think, you know, she gets out, she gets away in the end. But in this case, you're led to believe that she's probably going to get framed for all these things and there's no clear winner. And, you know, I I think that in this case there, if, if we were going to, you know, retroactively interpret some things from this movie i think there is definitely something here to be said about class and i probably have to think about it because i think it's more so like you said it's more more so concerned with being a red herring attraction than anything else and i think that it's just kind of uh that that sort of sophistication is sort of injected into it 
it sort of gives it that extra layer. But yeah, I think I think it definitely does have an interesting angle there, and I think it's it's a lot of it is just the scope is large. It's very dramatic and. And I mean, Virginia's house is massive and there's just all, it is like a dollhouse type thing, like I had said. And I think that if there's anything, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, kind of that mentality. I I don't know. I don't know, but it's, it is there, I think. But I think you said earlier, I don't know if they lean into it enough to really, really sort of take a jab at that, but. It's a little bit vague. The haves and have nots, I think, with Estelle yeah. and 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 Tomerson and yeah. that it's... it just doesn't really take much time to explore the other end, except for like you said, with Estelle with the mother and her kind of you know obviously in a point where maybe she's fallen from grace a little bit, which I mean that even more so kind of reinforces what we were saying as far as inconsistencies because it's like well you know obviously they have a very nice home in the present. And, you know, the dad's working. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah, I mean, it's not a stretch to think, you know, he's probably, he's pretty wealthy. So, yeah, that doesn't make the most sense. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it doesn't necessarily, like, make it seem like, you know, they're, whenever the mom is kind of breaking down, it's not really because of things like that. But at the same time, it's it kind of is, you know, they're like, oh, you know, you you're you're a faker kind of like you know you you don't actually belong here or so you know maybe it's trying to say that she she did wasn't raised in in wealth or something i don't know or maybe we're just trying to draw way more out of it than than that is absolutely not what is happening (laughs) we are absolutely not trying to (laughs) see that's why this section exists so we can try and interpret things from uh yeah you know the slasher the slashers which uh you know is, is is a pretty hefty task but um but yeah Hey, you know, there's, there's, there might be something there beneath the surface. Um, well, yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to? No, I don't think it's as far as themes. I think, I think, I think if there is a strong theme, it, it, it's what you said. Um, and I think that that's, I think everything that you said is, is accurate and I agree. And I can, and I can, and I can see that, um, looking back at it. All right. Well, this, this Sazerac has done me good. Now let's, uh, let's head on over to, uh, oh, to the, the dance hatch. floor. Yeah. And, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're coming to a close here soon, but not without taking a little drink of prom night punch with our favorite moments. <laughs> okay. I want to thank you. Oh, oh, no, 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 I'm serious. I want to thank you for helping me become what I am today. Wasted. <laughs> All right. So we're here to basically talk about our favorite moment, favorite moments from the film. Um, you know, that could be kills. That can literally be a line, literally freaking anything. Winston, the bulldog, um, you know, for you, is there a standout moment? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, kind of like, I mean, as much as we have kind of, you know, talked down a little bit on the ending, um, and just kind of like that last set piece, um, as far as just like straight up, you know, if there was something from this movie to be iconic or, you know, to kind of like really be the moment from this movie that you think about, I mean, it still kind of has to, it kind of ha- has to be, 
you know, the 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 end when the table's set and they're all there and you know all, all her friends are dead. It's a good review for the for the party and very unsettling. Yeah, I mean that that alone, I think that's very effective. I mean, you know, maybe the reveal is kind of convoluted, but the setup for that's very effective. I like to lead into it um, with it, like I kind of was saying earlier, like the cottage and just you know all the creepy vibes there. Um, those part, yeah, that was kind of um, you know as far as atmosphere, I feel like that's when they really kind of nailed it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like that. Um, yeah, I just thinking back on each of the kills beforehand and stuff, there's just something about almost each of them that was just like a little bit, you know, just kind of, eh. I mean, so yeah, I would say that that's probably the most memorable part of it for me. Um, I was very interested to see what was going to happen when they're like, you know, trying to jump the drawbridge, which they're just throwing this crazy, like, car stunt oh yeah nowhere, and oh it's, yeah it's just kind of there greg's um, car's totaled but yeah, you know they don't talk about yeah, that at just all. like nosedive and then they're just <laughs> like all right i mean uh, you owe me 20 bucks or uh, he made it yeah which like the the tone difference there is is is, is something but yeah i don't know uh, that's a pretty boring answer but i think kind of just the final setup is, is is pretty cool and i think it's effective and creepy and um just kind of you know that little haunted house vibe to end it with yeah, no, I I definitely agree with you. One of the one of my favorite things that slasher films will do, and is the killer will remove the characters. Like the slashing will happen, and then they'll remove them. And then when there's like the set piece ending with all the characters that have you know all the the fodder. It, yeah, it's it's there's definitely something very unsettling about. I now the birthday narrative. I feel like is just very like secondhand i mean i feel like I, I i don't know i feel like it doesn't necessarily play a big big role no it really but, no not, not, as, not as much as the title and everything about it would suggest on the outside if you said happy birthday to me i would think oh there's a birthday party and people are getting slashed at a birthday party yeah but like the birthday party is this long event yeah. yeah but uh but yeah that that this the aesthetics of it is is very very unsettling and i'm kind of the i mean i i definitely enjoyed that part of it i i enjoyed the uh i didn't necessarily enjoy like the surgical sequences but like the experiment sequences and then sort of the flashbacks and sort of the abstract direction and like the way in which they 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 i i like those those callbacks to you know the operation or you know times when she was in the the experimental stages and things like that um i thought that was interesting um those are some of the most interesting parts of the movies i think that really the ride is a good time like if you enjoy the red herrings i think they do a great job yeah i mean it's kind of just the culmination of it all yeah, yeah yeah and i mean i think if you can if you can somehow if you do not have a good if the indie does not leave a good taste in your mouth if you can you know meet it on on those terms that i think you know it helps but um yeah, and then and then yeah, I wrote down the game sequence, the game that, that where they play chicken on the yeah. on the drawbridge. So yeah. I thought that was just really really cool. But yeah, it was it was a good scene. I think. I, yeah, I think my favorite moments from this movie just come from you know, just the just the misdirection of it all, and then just sort of I mean the performances I think are are, are really great. But yeah, it's got to be just the the misdirection, and I think. Yeah, that's kind of kind of where it I come with it. Yeah, and I think honestly, if there was gonna be anything else. If there's going to be a standout scene, it would have been the opening, but I just don't feel like the opening is that memorable. No. If they could have managed no. to do the opening in a more memorable way, 
maybe that would be kind of, you know, like, oh, this was an awesome hook. Like, this kind of got you started. Which, I mean, again, you know, not to talk about Scream again, but, like, I mean, that's my favorite. Shut up about Scream! <laughs> that's my favorite scene from Scream because it's, it's very well done and it's just so creepy and just just unsettling and just, just horrible um, and brutal. Whereas this is just, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, like you said, it the the manner of the killing and just kind of the lead up to it is just kind of standard fare. Um, you know, in 1981, I'm sure it was terrifying, but yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, That's kind of where I stand on that. Um, yeah. And like I said, with each of the killings leading up to it, each of the set, the scenes, you know, with you know each guy, um, they're all fine. Um, some are better than others, but I don't think any of them stand stand alone enough to necessarily be like you know this is the this is the moment um, type of thing. So this is definitely one of those examples, at least for, or, uh, for me, of a movie like with the summation of its parts is definitely like is more memorable. It's more memorable as a whole I agree. I agree. than like like a as standard, an experience, which is pretty good. It's enjoyable. It, and that's I mean honestly that's the main reason why I feel like it can be recommended is just because as an experience it's still overall enjoyable even though the film itself might not be of the highest quality and I might not be in a rush to rewatch. Um but yeah, I mean I like you said, I mean the journey to it and the ride and just all the misdirection and the whodunit aspect is interesting. I mean, it, it just objectively, I think it is at least, you know, it gets your attention and they succeed there, um, which not everyone does that, that tries to do that. So, I mean, there's something to be said there, but. All right. Well, when do you want to head to our next section? Yeah, let's go. Well, let's head to our, uh, our second to last section that we call the refill where we give our sequel pitches. <laughs> Number one, the body count is always bigger. Number two, the death scenes are always much more elaborate. More blood, more gore. Carnage candy. Your core audience just expects it. And number three, if you want your sequel to become a franchise, never, ever... How do we find the killer, Randy? That's what I want to know. Oh. Um, so, yeah, this is one of those movies... I This is this is a hard one to uh, develop a exactly sequel. set you up for a sequel. <laughs> You know, I, dead. every except for the characters that don't matter. I think I think in this case, happy birthday to me. It's you gotta yeah two two two. We're holding up two fingers, folks. Um, I I, I probably should have done a little bit of thinking when it when it comes to this, but I, I think it's like it's, it's more prop too. Yeah, what's on top of your head? I mean. What comes? Well, what comes to mind is I think ultimately my instant, instantly I'm thinking, okay, we got to connect to the to the to the Virginia story. Um, so I think we got to follow her. Potentially, courthouse um, drama. Do what? Legal drama. Yes, courthouse, courthouse drama. drama. So, so there we go. The case. The case. The court. I mean, yeah. It, 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 regardless, it would be very long and drawn out. So I mean, you might as well. What I think, what I think has to happen in, in Happy Birthday to Me universe fashion, we've got to have maybe the judge, maybe the judge on this trial. There's he's a rotten apple. In he's there. A, he's a, yeah, he's a rotten apple maybe, or uh, or or maybe I was thinking maybe the judge could be going through their own brain restoration uh, experiment. They're, they're so the he's second the second to undergo. <laughs> it's still not gonna mean shit. It's not gonna mean any damn thing at all. Uh, and and then in the end she's gonna get uh, she's gonna get um, 
uh, uh, quitted. I I don't know. Or I mean, indicted. I think you gotta. I think I think this universe has to has to just continue, just having bleak more endings, pain. More, more pain. Suffering. So you know, I was thinking, you know, with the sequel pitch, you know, we can either have our own separate sequel pitches, or we can, you know, come up with our own. Yeah. I I don't know. I I, kinda, I think kind of adding up together. I think I think yeah. I think you know. If if anybody's out there, you know, Jesus, what is this? Forty plus years later, forty. 40 is it 40? 40, 40, 40 this year? years later? Oh my God! Happy birthday to me! Is celebrating its fortieth anniversary. Happy birthday to me! Jeez, um, my God, I feel so embarrassed. We didn't acknowledge it, but um, yeah, I think you got to make it a courtroom drama. I think you got to over the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It has to be about the case. It I mean, has to be no about the case. Not. I mean, there's got to be murders in the courtroom. I, I, I really don't know. There's really hardly anyone left though who could be involved with anything except for um, a few of the girlfriends. I don't think Alfred dies. Wait, no, you see Alfred. Alfred. Uh, Alfred. Oh, Troy. Alfred is very dead. Alfred, he's at the table. Um, yeah, I, I, I was thinking maybe one of them. Wrote. I think like two of the girls maybe don't. Oh, um, what that! There it is. There it is. It's it's it's. You gotta Rudy. Rudy is the is that he's the right. connection. Rudy you're is right. Rudy it's, is unhinged. It goes back and it tells us why Rudy just buried that that scarf. Which okay, okay. <laughs> I, I I think we okay. have something here. So Rudy <laughs> buried the scarf. Rudy killed Greg. Rudy killed Rudy Greg. Killed okay. Greg. Okay. That's why he treated him like a bro. Wow, yeah, yeah, I know. So Rudy's on his own murder spree just independently. What if what if there were two patients? And what if what if <laughs> We got to go back to this. I mean, we have I, to. I, what there if, has to be a payoff. Uh, what if Rudy is actually somehow maybe her brother? <laughs> But 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 Rudy is also part of this disjointed half sibling tree, and he was in the back seat the whole time, and and he also died, and his brain had to be reformed, <laughs> and 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 uh, Rudy's definitely the 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 thread here. Ru- yeah, because there's something off about Rudy. And there we is. Never understand what it is. Or you never do. Never tell us what it is or what's happening with Rudy. You know, I mean, if we could only pick the brain of, of the people who worked on this film, I'd, I would have so many questions and maybe maybe they were setting something up just in case. Well, there it is, folks. I think uh, it's ripe for the picking. You've got uh, you've got Rudy there. You've we got a courtroom drama. script for you. So. Yeah, you basically did. So you you make sure to contact us so we can give you the, uh, the, we'll the, sell the rights. We'll sell it to you at the right price. <laughs> um, it's so going to be a hit. It, it will be Und- a hit. Undoubtedly. I mean, just... I mean, everyone loves "Happy Birthday to Me." It's everyone an does. Iconic film. Uh, I think. Uh, I think it's 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 on AFI's top ten um, criterion release coming soon. I think it's on Obama's top fifty. Yeah, yeah. Obama <laughs> said that he rewatches it every year. Actually. Oh man! All it's right. Standard. Well, I think that's our sequel pitch. We, you know, we'll we'll have more fun with this as the as the casts go on. But uh, you know, I think I think in I this case. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. We had a good refill and, uh, I, I don't know. It's getting kind of late Parker. Um, I think it's time for us to, you know, maybe head on in for one final drink. A nightcap. How about a nightcap? All right. <laughs> Let's go dude. We're leaving without you. Hey, you guys ready and back? Guys, what the hell is he smoking? All right. Goodbye people. Goodbye smog. 
Okay, so uh, we're here at the uh, the bar. Hollis is uh, Hollis is saying, "Get the hell out of my bar." Um, <laughs> Hollis and, said, "You again?" Yeah, and uh, so this is the section where we give our final thoughts and we give our uh, our final ranking, um, our shots ranking, as it is. Okay. Um, so we have a, a one to five shots ranking, um, and. Uh, uh, basically we can just give our final thoughts. So Parker, you're the, uh, you're the guest here. Indeed. Always welcome. Oh, we'll see if I'm back. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like I understand this movie a lot more than I did. Um, you know, a couple hours ago. Um, that's good. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, final thoughts. I, I mean, I feel like everything that we could say has probably been said. Uh, I mean, like I said, highlights certainly um you know our, our lead actress uh, i think she did a great job i mean i don't you know none of the really none of the faults of the movie land on her i think that she did a really solid job um yeah um i i think that she was great she kind of carried it um carried the emotional weight of it um so i think that she was a highlight um like we also said i think that just kind of the whodunit aspect um and the constant red herring and yeah, everything like that you know maybe ultimately in a way was too a little bit over the top um maybe they overdid it but it definitely did keep you interested um you know for a one watch or first watch it definitely has you reeled in um i was interested and I was, you know, I was ready to see where it goes. Um, and like you said, I mean, that's that's something that you can't say about every movie that tries to do that. So I would give it credit credit for that at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, a lot of unnecessary scenes, a lot of underbaked, um, half baked characters, and then just a lot of stuff that just doesn't really add up. Um, scenes that were there, um, of course, you know, to set up our our sequel, which the sequel was going to be exactly like we described it. And it's really a shame it didn't get made. So once again, make that a sequel. It really um, is. But without the existence of the sequel, it simply just doesn't make sense. Um, so <laughs> unfortunately for now, I'll have to give it bad marks for that. Um, you know, maybe one day down the line when they make the sequel, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and uh, revisit. But yeah. We'll be first in line. Um, yeah. It, you know, I think for what it tries to do, it, it does some of those things. Um, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's ambitious. But it just doesn't quite stick the landing. Um, so it's uh, how many slasher tonic shots slasher are you going to give? Tonic shots. See, and I've been thinking about this the entire time. I've really been struggling <laughs> with it. You know, because I just don't. I, it's so it's so difficult. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I overall like. I feel like my opinion on it is just so very mixed. Are, are, do we, are we going in like in like half intervals? Yeah, you can. Okay. Do, yeah, you can do halves. So we're going in halves. Yeah, you um, can do halves as well. You know, I just, I feel like I have to just kind of drop it right there in the middle. I feel like I have to just kind of put it two and a half. Um, wow. Which, I mean, this wow. is out of five, correct? This is out of five. Okay. I feel like I have to just drop it at two and a half. Um, you know, if we could do kind of like a 2.75 action, maybe. No. Three feels a little bit too... Three feels a little bit too positive. Um, you know, two and a half, um, I feel like it does some things well, but overall it just doesn't quite, you know, make it to the point where it's like, okay, this is kind of good. Uh, it just does so many things kind of weirdly and not so great that, um, yeah, I kind of just end up feeling very mixed. Um, so that's how I feel. Um, 
you know, maybe you could maybe you could bribe me up to three, but I'm not going any higher. And I'm not going any lower. It's not a two. It's 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 not debatable. It's 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 just right there in the middle. So I I'm sorry. I I want it better for you. Happy birthday to me, but that's where I'm that's where I stand. And and let let me say that the whole reason we're recording this episode is because you have a birthday coming up. That's right, I do. Which I, we forgot to mention. I'm about to turn 25. Good God, baby. you're so old. I know. I'm hitting the quarter century mark. <sighs> it's all downhill from here. You know, ba- might as well just uh, pack it up. So yeah. This is this is the, the you're, last you're, highlight. You're you're about to turn 25 years old, and you're you're sitting here. In your office, recording your podcast on 1981's "Happy Birthday to Me," which we have clocked it at over yeah. three hours now. Uh, so, on my, uh, on my shitty MacBook that can't hold a charge without it constantly being plugged up. Hey, it's getting the job done. The listeners love you, um, and I love them. Well, two and a half, and 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 I say I said wow because I think you and I are pretty much. I'm gonna have a cop out rating see, I, here see, i can I make didn't the rule want to be the same as you and that's the problem i thought maybe that's about where you would land yeah yeah continue, yeah continue. so 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 here's here's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna make it a little bit different i'm gonna say this i'm gonna i'm gonna rate this movie in two different camps i'm gonna say if if we are if we are saying you know if we're meeting this movie on its terms and meeting it as red herring the ride I give it three stars. The Disney, the Disney ride. That that is my that I, that is not my definitive ranking though. That is if we're gonna meet it on its its terms, three stars because of its atmosphere, because of its competency, the direction, the performances. I think there's a lot of fun to be had, and when it comes to the slasher films, especially the early ones that can just be plain boring, I think that this one definitely succeeds. But if we're looking at it and we're being hard on it and we're 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 really sort of you know really sort of nitpicking and things like that, then yes, I am the same. I think atmosphere is great. I think performances are great. The kills are resourceful. There may not be. There's definitely something to love. Yeah, there's definitely something to love. Um, but I I. I am in this particular rating in my definitive ranking or rating. Sorry, I am not going to meet it on its red herring the ride terms. I'm going to you know evaluate it as 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 a movie that it set out to be, and I think it set out to be highbrow. I think it set out to to be you know Canadian. Canadian, yes, and and it did succeed in some of those areas. Um, but I think that it's it tries to out it tries to galaxy brain itself. And uh, I think atmosphere performances and just the fact that it can break the 90 minute rule and still keep my attention twice, I give it two and a half slasher tonic All shots right. as well. So, I mean, All we are pretty much in the same. This is crazy. A this is crazy, of the folks. Minds, truly. A media of the minds. But, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, we, we did a lot of talking. Um, I, I, I think now, I mean, we can let the listeners go to bed. Um, but we'll, we'll, but we before we, bed. we got at least three more hours. Yeah. We're, we, we, it's just, it's just off the book. Well, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be talking about, uh, uh, yeah, I don't even know. Uh, we're going to write the script for the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's what First we're going to do. First thing, pins hitting the paper. There is a typewriter in this room, so we, it can only be done on a typewriter. Cracking of the keys coming soon. <sighs> well, uh, it's, it's, it's been fun, uh, Crawford Academy, uh, but we, we, we've got to say goodbye. Um, but Parker, before we go, do you have any plugs? And um, it, 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 where can, where can the people yeah. follow you? So at this time, I do not have any plugs. Um, 
I'm boring and I'm not doing anything. I'm just trying to survive, um, make it to 25. Um, thanks for having me, Troy. Well, well, you have you have social medias. I do have social media. It's probably best if you don't follow me there, but you absolutely <laughs> have to if you just really just want your opinion of me to be ruined if it's not already. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter um, at P-N-D-R-S-N. Um, yeah. And Letterboxd, right? You can also follow me on Letterboxd. Let me pull up my Letterboxd real quick <laughs> just to make sure that we have the right one. Letterboxd, if you're going to follow me anywhere, I guess that should be the place because um, I'm probably more likable there than elsewhere. Uh, and, of course, now it's not loading for me. Um, so you you, you go ahead and, and uh, say what you're going to say, and we'll see if it pulls up for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as far as myself um, – uh, I am also on the Twitter and the and the Instagram and on the Letterboxd. Uh, a lot of similar things here. Um, I, I you can find me at Troy's Cardigan on uh, Twitter. I think you can find me at Troy Roulette on Instagram and uh, on Letterboxd. You can find me at Troy Roulette. That's T R O Y R O W L E T T E. And uh, I, I've had a really crazy March with slashers. Um, it's been a lot of fun. But uh, but yeah, did you get it pulled up? Lots of content to come. I didn't get pulled up. Um... Yeah, uh, sorry about that. You know, maybe maybe you'll find me on Letterboxd just by looking up Parker Anderson. If you do, um, I would appreciate your follow. If not, uh, that's okay. That's probably for the best. Oh, well, he said it best. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got we've got uh, Georgia's party pooper running through our veins right yeah. now. We're feeling a little funny, and I think it's uh, it's time for. Uh, to leave Crawford Academy and 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 move on to to greater slasher pastures. All right. Well, Slasher Tonic is signing off. I'm Troy Roulette, and this is Slasher Tonic. No, no, you're no Parker. Your name's Parker. My name is Parker. <laughs> um, this was Slasher Tonic. <laughs> slasher podcast. Tonic. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you, good night. Thank you. Yes, what he said. Next time on the Slasher Tonic podcast. At Lanier College, they have the finest security, the best teacher-student relations, no fraternity hazing, strictly enforced curfews, and a killer. He's come back. Some may pass the test. God help the rest. There's a murderer around campus killing people. Final exam. He's come back.